0: Good evening, Mutsuits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep Season 2. This is episode number 13 of our second season, Uh, continuing our Does It Hold Up? uh, experimentation, I guess is what what this is. Uh, I'm Alex Falcone in Portland, uh, and I have uh, just a really awesome uh, group today uh, joining us first in Northern California. It's my good buddy, Ezra Fox. Welcome back, Ezra
1: Alex, I, I knew you we were in when you put your hands in your pockets, smiled, <laughs> nodded, and,
0: and started I jacking like that. it. So,
2: uh, just That's where they had to cut it off count. right there. Yeah. And Aaron Sorkin's original cut of the season two finale went on for another three minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, man, I cannot <laughs> wait crazy. to talk about
0: that. That press card, because I just finished the episode uh, the end of season two, I just watched like 10 minutes ago, and so this is fresh in my mind. The end of that season is the President of the United States has just made this big announcement. Then he has a press conference where he shows up late, disheveled and wet, gets asked the most obvious question, and then takes four silent minutes to think about it before smugly yeah. putting his hands in his pockets and presumably saying, yes, I'm running for re-election." the obvious thing that we knew he would say. He just stands there like a statue Thinking about a ghost, that would be <laughs> – if it weren't for the current presidency, that would be the craziest press conference in the history of the presidency.
3: He was waiting for the American flag to, like, wave right against the window right at the <laughs> right moment. He was just waiting was, for the wind. It was so crazy. Just yeah. standing there. Can you imagine but, that clip on, well, on cable? Hold just, on, but but – Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits was actually playing live in that room the whole time. <laughs> so he he had to did wait for bring to his stop. own weird
2: uh, drama music. Oh, and God, that was so so you have to remember the way to make this show make sense is if you imagine everything in it is based off a real situation of how Aaron Sorkin's imagined like a pitch meeting going. Like him walking in just high, literally high on crack cocaine, sweating, yeah. As being asked an obvious question and then just standing there with his hands in his pockets <laughs> <laughs> and walking out being like, I fucking if, killed it. That was so a show, well. If, While his staff is like, watch this. <laughs> yeah, this is his magic hour. <laughs> this is when he's he <laughs> at his best. Let if Sorkin sh- be Sorkin, man. We have to just let him go. Let him. If this was a show <laughs>
0: where we heard his inner monologue, he would have said, oh god, has have I been standing here this whole time? Like he <laughs> right, was so long without talking. All right, uh, that's Ezra also joining us today uh, <laughs> in Southeast Portland. It's my good friend Anthony Lopez. Welcome back, Anthony.
2: Hey, glad to be here. Uh, just did a saline drip on my nose, oh. so I'm feeling a little sick. Oh. Uh, it, got uh, like huh. so it cleared out my sinuses, so hopefully I sound a little bit better. You I Anthony, this, whole-
1: this is a this is a you bit this isn't like an episode that I missed from from the West Wing
2: <laughs> no no this is not the West okay. episode when
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, this is just Anthony's being yeah Anthony. this is- <laughs> It's so hard to know what's yeah. real
3: and what's not in the show because like they yeah. talk they just like they talk about muffins for like twenty minutes so
1: in one of the episodes yeah.
3: Yeah. no this is that 9-11 episode that's technically not canon <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or just uh, at one point, somebody in the staff of the White House has to explain
0: saline drips to his inferior uh, for about twelve minutes.
2: But it, so I just did the saline. Like so, I've never really used this can thing before, and it, so it's like using it. Wait, it is this like okay. a neti pot? Well, so that's the thing. It's like use this as just to clear your sinuses, but then it says on the side, but like if you want to get real crazy, tip oh. your head over and turn it into a neti pot. Uh, so I, like, uh. on the fly, just decided to switch into a neti pot, essentially. And it was very dramatic. It really I threw me it. for a loop. Yeah, okay, I'm not um, a big fan.
0: So, uh, also, Stephen Carter's here. So here's my question about neti pots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you better leave there, bud. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do want to talk about that, but let's bring Stephen in. Uh, joining us, uh, once again, a read it and weep favorite at uh, Stephen t carter at Stephen t carter on twitter in seattle washington it's mr stephen carter first off i think it's former favorite but
1: <laughs>
3: more importantly this is uh, your first appearance on season two but that uh actually Once i want some
1: future favorite
3: yeah yeah <laughs> maybe yeah yeah we'll see how good i do on this one <laughs> alex look if you, this is the kind of podcast you want to do i respect that <laughs> but, if, <laughs> but but if you if you think you can do better and you don't because you're lazy well thank god alex i don't even want to know know you
0: um i will tell you here's i can tell you you're still a favorite is um just like a couple months ago uh somebody commented on read it weep episode 14 uh which is uh back in i don't even think i have a date on this but you know uh a long time ago 2010 maybe um anyway this is a lost symbol part three of three and the person commented the average stoic sophist of today commented Ah, the first appearance of Carter comma Stephen T, the birth of a legend. (laughs) So, Stephen, somebody was listening back to our back catalog, found you from 460 episodes ago
4: and was like,
3: there he is, man. That's my guy. I feel bad for every character in this story. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. I feel bad for me. I feel bad for you guys especially. <laughs> because how many episodes? The, the nobody
2: looks good so in this story. so Long
3: ago. I know. I think about the <laughs> no, that's very sweet.
2: the web like archaeologist who's gonna come across this post in fifty years and be like, huh, Steven. Yeah. Interesting. I know.
3: They're gonna re- recreate all of us. I feel um, bad for damn artificial intelligence.
0: Oh, good. Then he came up in this. Oh, yeah. For for the lost symbol, for having been lost for three episodes. This is back when we took uh, a month to uh, discuss a single topic. This was our third episode in a row about a book.
1: And now we don't even bother discussing the topic... In the episode, it's supposed to oh, be about.
0: That's thank you, for, thank you, thank you so much for reminding me, Ezra. So the thing about neti pots
1: <laughs> is that they look
0: like <laughs> they look like teapots, and so I have only recently been informed that it's not for pouring tea in your nose. I thought it was mm. like if you're sick, pour tea in your nose. Uh, but it turns out it's just like a salient thing. Hmm.
2: Is no, this Stevens. like when you thought uh, like water yeah. fountains were just Bidets or bidets were just water fountains? <laughs> I mean, is this you? You tell me the <laughs> difference. You try <laughs> yeah. really hard.
0: It really is just your height. That's. It's just how yeah. convenient it is. Can I say something about the
1: days? <laughs> yes, is that what yeah. season two is about now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, Steven, you, you wanted us to
3: review the days, and ask, so they held up. And so, please tell, tell <laughs> us. <laughs> well, here's my issue. I That's... think my assholes in the wrong place.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where? God, so I many look, questions. I, how are you using I, this? I just, I don't what? know. I think properly. I didn't like. Are you supposed to like aim, aim it? Like I don't know. I just feel like there's too much adjusting I have to do. Uh, so I What think are you adjusting? What? Which part are you adjusting? Uh, the the, the water stream. Oh. Do you have well. No, I'm not. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm not. I'm adjusting my ass to, yeah, in relation to the water. Great. I mean, that's the important thing, <laughs> Stephen, is that you're you're dealing
0: with a product in the world that one can purchase, and you're think this is this is how the the world's beauty standards have affected us. Your first instinct is no, my body is wrong.
2: Yeah, if anything, oh, wow. Stephen, you should assume that your friend whose boudet was using has a weird asshole and has, yeah. it like model, has had it <laughs> yeah. modified to so The yeah, spec- right? <laughs> specifications.
1: You, you use a boudet once and you're like, no, man, my butt's wrong. Okay. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> your
0: butt's fine. Yeah. Every,
1: every butt is um. fine.
0: I, I don't know, guys. I think it's you weird that the bidet comes out was, of it. like, on, on your upper right shoulder.
3: I don't know why your friend <laughs> was putting it there, but if you moved your asshole there, you'd be disappointed. I just want to point out that my wife just walked in and closed the door and walked <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good choice. I'm familiar uh, with that relationship. You might have gotten yeah. married since the last time we talked to you. Is that you possible? Did.
3: did. Yeah, that sounds about right. Congratulations. Yeah, oh, man. And you looked year. great. Uh, I saw some photos. What a cute couple. What a fun Oh, party. yeah. It's the first photo I put up on Facebook and, like... Ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was It was nice. It was a...
2: Uh, you were like, Zuck really needs to get a copy of this one. What a- <laughs> right. <laughs> what yeah. I just want to retrain
3: the, the facial recognition. <laughs> but it is a picture
0: of you at your wedding, and it is an awesome photo surrounded by a balloon drop.
3: Yeah, we had a oh. balloon drop. It was at New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So it was on brand. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. it was New Year's Eve themed wedding. And also you're holding, as far as I can tell, a fake dog.
3: Yeah, so that was the gift my my wife got for me. Uh, my groom's gift was it's a three hundred dollar replica of my dog <laughs> because we couldn't. What uh, we got married in Dallas, so we couldn't bring my dog because she was terrified and probably commit suicide on the plane. But so she got me like Why don't you a fly yeah. United it's, it's and they take a... care of that for you. But um. <laughs> nice, uh. yeah, take that United. <laughs> uh, they're not going to be a sponsor anytime soon. Yeah, there soon. It goes. <laughs> it's just Pepsi all the uh, way down. <laughs> right, uh, they've never killed an animal. Um, so yeah, no, it's this—it's this amazing replica of a dog. It's so well made, wow. except the eyes are like completely dead inside. Um, <laughs> okay, well, yes, were, but yes, but well, it's so much
1: scarier if they're alive inside, <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: <exactly. laughs>
3: Isn't that what you want? It's such a good replica. The eyes follow you around the party. Well, when <laughs> we were—we carried it through the airport when we were going to our little mini moon afterwards, and. um TSA asked us to check it because they thought it was a taxidermy dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. It looks very – I mean, it does look very real. This is a like, – this is one of my
0: favorite wedding photos I've I've seen. So I'm glad that you shared it oh, with me you. and with Zuck. It's just so cool. Um, yeah. You're and, welcome. Yeah. So, well, congratulations, man. Um, thank you. I, I know that everybody has asked you this, but how is married life treating you? Uh,
3: exact same. Yeah, as that's always. how we always I feel. Actually, I see my wife less.
0: Oh.
4: oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's been That's, busier since the wedding Or you did
3: something different uh, Well all of her stuff is gone <laughs> There's this lawyer Who's like
0: uh, Saying she represents her Did you actually get married to Nick Cage Is that what happened uh, He shuts uh, those down fast <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah Yeah I tripped and fell into Nick Cage. Getting married to Nick Cage yeah, uh, no. I, yeah, I was trying to riff. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's all right. Good. We're it's all good. tired. Um, former favorite.
4: <laughs> well,
0: it is good to have you back. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. I, we talked about uh, Anthony's nose and your wedding. I just want to say it real quick. I just uh, want to tell you guys. I i am also sleepy because I just got back from Alaska uh, mm. where I spent the week for the first time. I'd never been. And uh, I had a really good time as the only sober person in the state of Alaska. It was really interesting. Oh, wow. Um that is a, was a hard drink in town
3: thing you were
0: going for uh yeah it was a comedy festival it was called the before you die comedy festival and mm-hmm. and the the idea is everyone deserves to see alaska before you die but it sounds way more threatening out of context <laughs> yeah it's just sure. like <laughs>
3: sure does come to this
1: your last festival. meal
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah your last comedy show and then they just, just to murder get, you get at the festival and it's just a bunch of like Sweaty guys and jumpsuits, just like come on in, buddy. <laughs> See this great holiday Christmas. <laughs> uh, that is so creepy. <laughs> the only thing
0: creepier is that one of my shows was in a venue that was entirely decorated with used bras and and underwear. Um, mm-hmm. with, because at the 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 fancy bar coots in the bird room, if you take off your bra and staple to the wall, they'll give you a free drink.
1: I don't think. I don't know how much a bra or a drink costs, but I feel like that's not the right trade. I agree. (laughs)
0: Fair enough. I know that they are expensive, and drinks are not that expensive, and that seems like a terrible deal, but apparently enough people to cover the walls have been seduced
2: by that. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Uh Let's say you sell bras in a small town in Alaska. Okay. How many Mm -hmm. of you – your customer base isn't coming in all the day all the time buying new right. bras. So you gotta get them buying new bras, right? Oh, so you buy okay. a bar uh-huh. and yeah. then
3: create this promotion. It's yeah, energy. it's
2: like it's like a dentist who buys a candy shop across yeah. the street, you know? Smart. Even
0: better. What if you're a bra salesman and you take the bras off the wall, take the staple out of it, resell it, it's already comfortably adjusted to the person's size. It's like well, how do we know
2: they're not doing that? I you don't know? know. I don't or know. All I know is that just walking the by the
0: room, you get that rare form of antibiotic-resistant syphilis found only in Alaska.
1: Okay. I, I hate to be the guy who tries to to. Well, isn't this supposed to be the West Wing? <laughs> you don't I, hate to be it, that guy. As, I, I, you love to be that things, guy. No, I want to be the guy who drops us off the tracks. We're already there, so I have to take us. But this is not comfortable for me, Alex.
0: <laughs> I. I think it's part of season two is that I want to talk a little bit more about ourselves. And you're a bra on the wall? And we're up to. Yeah, I was in Alaska. It was a big deal for me. I had a fun okay. adventure. Good job. I watched a I watched a naval officer get thrown out of a show for talking too much.
1: Was it deserved?
0: Oh, super deserved. And the best part was he kept yelling, I'm a naval officer and the constitution says I can do whatever the fuck I want. And Ooh, the Alaska bouncer at Coots... Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the bouncer at Coots just no like doesn't raise his voice at all just goes i don't think that's what it says and keeps dragging him out
4: (laughs) uh,
0: it's pretty good uh anyway speaking of politics this week for uh episode 13 of season two we are talking about the west wing and steven this was your choice for does it hold up so steven sure uh, was why did you pick this show tell us about the west wing
3: I love this show when uh, it was on. I actually, I don't think I started watching it until it was in its like fifth season or something like that. But it was like towards the end of college, I was just obsessed with it. I loved everything about well, it. I really love. You don't
4: loved
2: start any show night. until Jimmy Simpson comes on it, right? Oh, Jimmy. Smits. Jimmy Smiths.
3: Yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah, No, Smits. I, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a Smiths man. Um, you can check me out my other podcast. Yeah, Smiths man. Um, <laughs> the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, No, this show was just so good, and it's so weird because, like, I love Sports Night, and that's actually how I got into the West Wing, Mm -hmm. and then this was the reason I basically went into politics, too, and then Mm -hmm. also sort of the reason I went out of politics, because politics ain't as good as the West Wing, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, then, you know, since then, I haven't really liked anything else Aaron Sorkin has ever done, so uh, I've been sort of curious, I've been wanting to revisit it, and so when you asked, like, what do you want to, if you wanted to do something for Does It Hold Up, like this... Quickly came to mind.
0: So you do not care for a Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? <laughs> no,
3: okay. I don't.
2: Uh, wait. I, I don't. You don't like seeing Aaron Sorkin's take, for, like same angle on politics applied to sketch comedy? <laughs>
4: <in> the great <laughs> nuance.
2: But you don't yeah, understand, no. you guys. Like Jesus is in the sketch. It's super Ugh. political. God damn it!
3: <laughs> I just uh, fucking hate everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that's my reaction to Studio 60. On the so, trip. His, I, what just, I've always thought about Studio 60. Was yeah. that set just uh, Aaron Sorkin and... Uh, uh, what's the guy from Friends who's on that show? Matthew uh, Perry. Matthew Perry, yeah. You think it was just like... So, you miss cocaine too? And he was like, Yeah, I miss cocaine too. And then Bradley Whitford was like, I miss cocaine too. Like, because they're all just like these sober ass guys at this point who used to love crack cocaine. Yeah. And they all have that in common. And that must have been so nice. I don't know about Bradley Whitford, but. Do you guys know, uh, I
3: think the term is called uh, the Wharf Effect. Um, No. It's like, it's it's a reference to Wharf from Star Trek The Next Generation, where. As all of your references are. Yeah, yeah, it's the only... It's, everything I reference is the Warf effect, but in, in, what I mean this time is that uh, because they make Warf out to be, you know, this very powerful warrior, but in every episode to show that the... Whatever bad guy they're facing is very powerful and scary, like, Worf takes him on immediately and immediately gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. So, w- yeah. this guy that we think is, like, really powerful, just all we ever see is his ass getting handed to him. Um, <laughs> I, every single character on Studio 60 w- was, like, a version of that, where the, all they're doing is building them up to be, like, the funniest, most talented people in the entire universe, and they just fall flat on their ass every single time. Yeah, it's, it's just so, like, it's just... Uh, it's not believable at all Well, that's
0: why I was kind of irritated that you made us watch uh 17 people where the b story is them writing jokes yeah for now for the president and it was like th- like studio 60 was they were like you know how fun it was
3: cringing through that episode let's do just that yeah I know that's but 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 in my defense that episode is perfect <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it, it
0: does seem like we we're gonna save the big question until the end, but I do. It does seem like we have a good idea as to whether or not this held up for you. Um, but
1: let's see. As do, what's your what's your history with West Wing? So a lot of this, actually, I guess I'd seen. Um, uh, like I, I saw some of this, I guess, like when it was on because my parents were watching it because they're like, we need this escapism during the the early Bush years. Um, and and uh, I then remember, actually, Stephen, I remember you and kagan watching it a ton i feel like yeah that's right like i feel like like this is like just deeply associated with like like um you guys just like yeah i mean i i think you i feel like you've like finished the season several like the series several times like as, as well i knew you in college <laughs> if that's possible uh, no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and maybe uh my roommate Forrest also I feel like you might have gotten him into it at one point. I think um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it was just, it was kind of always in the air. But like, I, I, and I definitely, I knew some of the plot points like, like in the later seasons as my, uh, my mom would maybe like fill me in. But like, it wasn't like, it was never my show. Uh, but like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is good stuff. Um, and then also, uh, two years ago, I got to see Aaron Sorkin give a talk and he was like super surprised that like he might have had some advantages as a white dude. It was a really interesting <laughs> talk. <laughs> like what uh, <laughs> well, no so it was crazy it was, I mean like this is uh, we, we, we can get into this now like or later but recent. yeah we, uh, this is yeah this is two years ago oh, um, man. He, there were okay. some articles about it that's um, late uh, but no it was like the, um, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Elvis, Elvis Mitchell who like has a really uh, awesome um, uh, I guess radio show uh, where he's super super smart and talks to people uh, like movie stuff but basically he was interviewing Aaron Sorkin and there's this thing that kind of kept on coming up where it's like uh, Sorkin's take was that, like, basically, uh, does the story have a backbeat? Yeah. What? what sorry about that. What, what that was, was the my cool phone? song? You were okay. playing. You're a cool that person. Was, yeah. Uh, um,
3: anyway, yeah.
1: Sorry. Continue. But, but yeah, no. So basically, yeah. He like it kind of he had this original idea where it's like, um, you know, that if you basically if you write it, they will come and like you know then like just great great work like always wins, and like what people were kind of saying from the audience uh and and also Elvis was like you know you get a lot of advantages uh like it, basically it can be really tough to one get your foot in the door like you know at all uh, and also be judged on the same like criteria uh as everyone else and that like um that if you're a uh white guy then you can like make a lot of shitty movies and still get extra shots basically and if you like don't like knock it out of the park every single time uh, if you're like a person of color or if you do knock it out of the park every single time you might not get the next movie
0: yeah
1: um and that was sort of like the it was interesting because like he he was like really like it seemed like he really want he like he really was convinced and wanted to help by the end of it but also i don't know if he actually did anything after that to help uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's really interesting like i don't know it was an interesting like conversation
2: it yeah. doesn't surprise me at all that Aaron Sorkin's got some blind spots on the yeah. nuance of privilege. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Uh, uh, I, yeah, the, the, I just pulled up a blog this, like, uh, uh, from Variety where they, the renowned screenwriter seemed genuinely shocked to hear this. He expressed yeah. his belief that he genuinely believed that Hollywood was a pure meritocracy and that no idea that and had no idea that there was a diversity problem in the entertainment industry. That's such a bad look.
1: <laughs> it- it was. I mean, it was like uh-huh. I should say it was a supportive room on the whole because like he was really trying to get to it. It wasn't like you know, anyone was like out to get him, and like yeah. he was like really coming around. It was uh, that, that like the articles were like maybe a little meaner than it was in the room, if yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Because he was like he was like yeah. really like he was like legitimately. He stayed you know, afterwards to like to talk to some people who asked him questions, like hey, how can I help and that kind of stuff. But um, uh, yeah, it was it
3: was surprising, man yeah that, that's interesting uh
0: sure. it does not surprise me from having watched uh, a few of his things um
3: and i'm sure when he was asked yeah, where e- d- every single character he's ever written like knows every yiddish phrase <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean he's like yeah well yeah, every character is clearly aaron sorkin winning an argument he had that we weren't party to um <laughs> yeah uh
2: Ampest. But I mean, <laughs> hey, That's every every writer in Hollywood is allowed failures like Sunset Thirty on the like yeah, on the Sunset, sunset Strip, <laughs> yeah, Sunset so 60, sixty on the, on strip, the Sunset Strip. Thank you. Yeah, they are a lot like, but he's got, he has a lot of these failures, and to be like, no, everyone's allowed to like have bomb after bomb. If you have like one big hit years ago, like, it's like yeah. he doesn't recognize the fact that he gets to keep succeeding. You
0: know, um, yeah, uh. I guess so. This this is his biggest success as a TV show because like Sports Night was like one season, right? And Studio 60 did not not last very long. I mean, Newsroom
2: Newsroom ran for years, right?
1: Yeah, oh, no. three or not not twenty five episodes, like over three or three four seasons.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. He also did a few Good Men and uh, yeah, he did some movies, yeah, like Jobs and, and, and Social Network. Yeah,
2: I yeah, Social yeah. Network's pretty good, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I liked I liked a few good men and Moneyball, but I really did not care for Steve Jobs this, and I hated The Social Network. Uh, but I'm that's
2: because you have bad taste, Alex. We've discussed this before. I know.
3: It's, it has come <laughs> up on the show. Um, well, this is weird because I agree with Alex, and now I'm all fucked up in the head. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh
3: oh. <laughs> it
0: is just it's weird. I mean, it's actually it's even weirder. It's actually really weird now. Yeah, because like um, my feelings on Facebook have changed since that movie came out, um, and like I think he's right to hate. The internet but for he didn't know that like <laughs> yeah. he he, he was, like, he's mad at the internet for the wrong reason
1: yeah blind blind squirrel finds not kind of situation yeah, that's or? how i feel
0: with with the social network now like he, his his thing about this about facebook he wasn't mad uh because uh mark made a website to judge women's appearances at harvard and accidentally destroyed Democracy, like that part, doesn't bother him. Um, but he's he 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 really doesn't like how he's autistic. Like it was, it's a very strange. I mean, strange I've always view.
2: think I, I think I've said this to you before, but your your take on um, the social network is that it's like not a documentary, thus you don't like it. Well, I've always felt like it's not really about Facebook at all. Like imagine it's a completely made up story about made up people. I mean, it doing is. made up things. That is exactly it, what it's it happening. is happening. And exa- exactly. And it's a very good movie that has a lot of stuff besides that going on in it. But if you look at it, it's like, well, that didn't happen. It's like, yeah, but neither did The Killer in Seven. David Fincher doesn't make those types of movies, you know? Oh, um, wow. and I like Fincher, sure. too.
0: Anyway, um, I feel like... So I guess I will go next before Anthony tells me why I'm wrong about this. But I, <laughs> um, I'm i just not a huge uh, a Sorkin fan. Um, I... I'm just very, very great. I find his his writing style very grating. I am highly grated by him. Um, I just, just the, especially this one, but all of them that I've seen, it just feels like if, like the concept of mansplaining had a film career, that's, I just feel like every character is just explaining something to me that I didn't ask about and they all talk exactly the same. Every character has the same tone of voice, the same cadence, the same uh, like cr- uh, uh, humor quotient. Everybody is exactly the same. Well, and Alex,
2: to be fair, unless mm-hmm. they're dumb. And then they sound <laughs> very dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's really, really
0: <laughs> the girlfriends don't get that
2: same treatment. But everybody yeah, else... This- Two yeah. types of people in DC and West well, West Wing, I, oh. incredibly
1: intelligent oh, wait people. Wait a minute, <laughs> have you guys thought? Of-
0: <laughs> I I the Westworld Wing. <laughs> I would watch that. I, yeah, I, I'm interested. Um, I I was I made a joke to my wife about how uh, she just sat down like in the middle of me watching these and was like and asked, was asking some questions was, like basically just everyone is going to explain some shit to you and then uh, moments later uh, the president explained how ships work to God. He was in an (laughs) argument with God and was like, you don't understand what a tender does. So a tender is a ship that fixes other ships. And then God presumably was like, oh, good point.
3: He's making a point, Alex. (laughs) Yeah.
4: He's, he's, a, he's not presuming God doesn't know God. that. That's he's what he's doing.
3: emphasizing the fact that it is a helpership and there's no reason for God to use that to punish him. And God surely is
0: like, what an interesting point. I'd never thought of it that way, Earthling.
3: Okay. Well, Earthling? <laughs> what the? Uh, <laughs> f- <laughs> Who is the God in the West he's wing
4: Universe? I want to know more about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, and I mean, God's indifference is what's supposed to upset you, there, Alex. Right? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not upset.
0: I'm just... uh Although, as far as who who God is, by the way, obviously powerful white guy.
1: Well, uh, one <laughs> of us, right? The stranger on the bus. Oh, we've been we... over this. No, that, thats yeah. a what if, Ezra. I don't think that is like a. Dot, oh, right? and the answer is yep. That's what's going on. <laughs> that was a sequel to that song. You didn't hear it. <laughs> I never
0: heard Ezra's famous sequel to the song. <laughs> what If God were one of us. <laughs> dot dot dot. Yep, he is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she is. Oh. 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 All right. Um, Good.
0: I, I just I, basically I uh uh I feel like Aaron Sorkin writes exactly like David Mamet, but I don't like it and I do like Mamet. So I feel weird about that, but um I just
3: I just find all of his talking to be very grating. And so I just I I it started He with, does have a like, very um like a, a stage kind of style yeah, i would say yeah, yeah, yeah it's very yeah
0: absolutely and i i have just i just found it uh this was the first thing that i saw of it uh I, before i watched sports night or i like watched a piece of anything we talked about studio 60 on the show in fact uh, back in episode 334 um with our good friend Caitlin Gill, um formerly second favorite now favorite guest on the show and um uh it's a I just i i felt i said a lot of the same opinions then that no one cared for uh so i'm just just gonna get this through. We'll move on to you talking about how perfect the show is for you uh i just i just wish the characters seemed different and then i watched the social network and it was like every character here on this show on this movie sounds exactly like every character on your other shows uh like i just don't know if you care who the characters in your shows are it's just aaron sorkin making a series of points and explaining shipping to me and to god that's how I feel about it. I know that's not popular. So, Anthony, tell me what the correct opinion on the West Wing is. Or what's your oh, history I, with it?
2: Uh, my history with the West Wing is I have seen, I think, the first three seasons a few years ago. Um, I've never, never really seen any of Aaron Sorkin's shows. Like I've, I saw Sports Night when that was on syndication somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I watched West Wing with my wife. Cause she was a big fan of it. And I definitely enjoyed what I, I watched. The My biggest problem we're not going to get into it in any of the episodes we watched for this. But, like, The West Wing, I liked it when it was more grounded. But, like, once or twice a season, something, like, so novelty-loge would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, assassination attempts or, like, huge when terrorist When Toby saved Social Security. Yeah, and it's just like the, the, <laughs> there were just these few things that I was like, okay, this show when it gets too cartoony, I just I can't take it. I like the more kind of grounded drama to it, so I did, just kind of fell off it eventually. But I've always thought like you know it's got a really good cast. It's really well yeah, like produced. Uh, the uh, the walk and talks are amazing and very stressful mm-hmm. for me to watch because like I said, I just always think about you know, walking into, like, the end of a walk and talk and how stressful that must be as a performer. Uh, yeah, don't blow the take. Yeah, yeah exactly. God, yeah. you just couldn't imagine. Yeah, that does uh, seem, like, really intense. Yeah, and, like, you know how pissed off Moton and Sheen would be if you blew, a, like, a long walk and talk he would do? Oh, man. Like, I imagine he would not take that well. Uh, also, can we just do a quick shout-out? The
1: sound crew on a walk and talk. Oh, like, man. that's, like... Oh, yeah. They've got
0: the most wires,
1: yeah, right. And the booms. I don't. Know. I'm just also impressed. That's all. Uh, in general, oh, I, mean, I like, like, think across the board, I feel about, like, like, like boom the, operators
0: are like the one of the like shittiest jobs and least appreciated. But like, no one else in the crew is required to have their hands above their head for the entire day. It's just so crazy. The position yeah. you're in as a boom operator is just awful.
2: I mean, think about trying to like uh, on like a TV schedule and budget, just trying to do a long walk and talk as the DP. Like pulling focus.
4: Yeah. Like keeping
2: Allison Jennings nine foot tall body in frame <laughs> the entire time <laughs> making sure you don't lose any of the details. Uh, uh, that's funny. She is but a, I, a large I, uh, This show is like, I, I like it. I, I find it a little frustrating especially because I find anything about politics frustrating in the sure. modern hellscape we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do enjoy a lot of other Aaron Sorkin work. Like I said, I really like the social network, but I don't I don't know if I really like the social network or if I just really like the music in the social network and then oh. just kind of anything you put over that um, or underneath that, I guess. Yeah, interesting. But I really like to the that music. To that.
0: Um, oh, I guess I should have added in my thing about whatever my history was. Mostly it was just me talking about how I don't like Aaron Sorkin, but I, um, I definitely... So the episodes you had us watch, Stephen, were... Yeah. 1.19, Let Bartlett Be Bartlett, which seemed like it was actually a pretty good fill-in for the rest, like, backstory. And then mm-hmm. 2.10, Noel. 2.18, 17 people. And 2.22, two cathedrals. So we we got a little bit of the first season, but mostly we got the arc of the second season of him deciding whether or not to run again. And we did not see his actual decision, but I assume he does run again, and it's not like seasons three through six are just following the staff as they leave the administration and become, <laughs> uh, like, high-paid lobbyists
3: yeah it's just a book tour
0: yeah that w- yeah and the president's book <laughs> tour and like uh going skiing and stuff so i'm assuming that he runs again and wins but yeah so we got that arc and i i did find i have no idea why i've seen pieces of these and all of two cathedrals and i could not tell you when it's just like i've been around it a lot everyone in college liked it obviously and my uh one of my top two sisters uh was a big fan of the show and especially of Allison Janney and and her role on the show and I believe is like this show is a big part of why she ended up in not politics, but in government. So um, Yeah, I've just been around it a lot and and I and despite not like wanting to see it on at any point. I've definitely seen a lot of it um, Did
4: any,
3: Watching any of this make you want to watch more
0: of it? That's a fair question. Um like, I definitely, during it, was irritated, and then when an episode was over, was tempted to click play on the next one.
3: Uh,
0: so it is, I mean, it's very gripping, and it's clearly well made, and yeah. um, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, go. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I, I, uh,
3: I actually, watch, like, after I watched 17 people, I just went straight through to the end of the season. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. I, I, Noel made me uh, no, not no No, seventeen people. The 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 B story of seventeen people made me not want to watch the rest of it. That's the thing that kept me from watching it. Is the the discussion, the comedy writing backdrop, while a, a guy hit on his employee, uh, like that B story and C story was just so oh, yeah uncomfortable. The comedy writing is so bad, and that like the Studio sixty like the comedy part of it, and I like. I'm sure if you worked in the White House, the the fake stuff about the White House would would bother you more. I'm closer to writing a comedy monologue for the president than I am uh, serving as the communications director for the president, so that's the part that I notice in my I know I'm about a little bit more and thus hate the most. Uh, but like. That was the thing with Studio 60 where like the, the the opening episode is like we're taking back comedy which was so awful and then there's the sketch that they do is a parody Ugh. of a song from 50 years ago like finally I'm showing the real shit on our comedy show like that just destroys me on the inside and so watching them try to write monologue jokes
3: uh, but but remember that these are poly- like these are politicians or these are political staffers sure, trying to write. Sure, comments, and you know, this, And they were bad at it like they should be. And it was just so it, yeah. painful so, to watch. Very there's, accurate.
2: Don't you also, like, I, I? when I do watch this show, when every time I do catch any of it, like, I just... There's so much of, like, the backstory that I know of that is, like, is fascinating. Like, I can let any bad dialogue kind of go or bad jokes go when I remember... Aaron Sorkin wrote, like, basically every episode of the first, what, like, three seasons? Right. When he was, like, like, at the the height of his, like, drug addiction, which is, like, a fascinating time in, like, a writer's life. But, like, the idea... Imagine, like, these weren't, like, 13... Like, we do... Think of a TV episode season now. It's, like, 13 episodes, and it's, like, imagine one person writing all of that in X amount of time. That would be stressful. Yeah. These are 24... Yeah. hour-long episodes of like huge monologue sequence and he was just pumping them yeah, out yeah yeah it's just such an insane so undertaking. It's a thing. Really very impressive. What doing. And I just—it's uh, a good advertisement for cocaine. That's yeah. Dirty. Seriously, like <laughs> lock yourself in a room with a bunch of cocaine and don't leave till you have twenty-four hours of television. And, I like, and like, guarantee you know what might you'll
3: get an Emmy. Everybody yeah. might
0: talk really fast and explain shit to me that I don't care about.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's also the stuff like. Rob Lowe was supposed to be the main lead of this show and Martin Sheen was gonna be in like just like two or three episodes over the first season. Oh, that's and just was so good in the pilot that they were like, So you're making the show about him, right? Yeah, obviously Uh, Yeah. Martin Sheen takes over. I love the way that like this is this weird evolving hodgepodge of this chaos that was happening at this you know, also like this type of prestige television is so the, um, like, normal and not the exception at this point that it is fun to look back and think, like, this was on NBC, right? You know, at the height of yeah. Friends and, like, ER was the closest yeah. thing to another prestige drama they had. Like, it's it's pretty impressive for, like, the time and place for it. I don't think it necessarily holds up in a lot of ways, uh, and there's a lot that makes me very upset about the show, but there's a lot that can we never talk about. That? I'm just, yeah, okay, sure, Thank let's you. do that. I just want
0: to feel less lonely.
2: Yeah, can <laughs> we talk? I mean, can we talk about? Want to talk about uh, how like the politics of West Wing is what got us into this current state we're in? <laughs> I
1: had that you thought. To, yeah, <laughs> you, to, you I had the thought. thought. Yeah, yeah. Just like Trump saw this and then he was yeah. like, "Man, I should just uh, ignore all the other norms currently and just you know appoint <laughs> who I want to appoint, and you know let Trump be Trump." Yeah. And it's just like it's just, what if someone took this and got a very different message out of it, where the methods were good and all the policies were bad, and they just. Kept one half of it. Yeah. And uh, inside, it's just chaos. Uh, and, and then uh, combine yeah.
0: that with the fact that the uh, left has a lot more po- power in culture than it does in politics. And part of that is because they like to sit at home watching shows where the White House is great.
2: Yeah. It's also just yeah. like the show is such a boomer. Like, uh, Ivy Lee intellectuals are going to save us, and like, yeah. dumb Americans aren't. Like, aren't engaged or don't care. And, like, these really smart people are going to save us. And that's what matters. Intellect is what matters. Showing off how smart or bragging about what schools you went to. Yeah. That's what's going to save us as a country. Those are the type of people we need. And it's it's like that type of thinking is so fucking, like, a, how a part of why we got here. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's just very upsetting to watch in this day and age. Steven, uh, how does
0: that feel for you since you said this helped get you into politics and also somehow helped get you out of it?
2: Oh, I'm shaking with rage right now. Uh,
3: <laughs> wait, uh, wait, uh, at all times? Yeah, because, because, yeah, at we're, all times. because
0: we're, we so accurately described it or just thinking about the world? Yeah.
3: No, that that's an interesting. Uh, I guess I didn't think about that as I was rewatching it, but I don't disagree with anything that you you said. I think it's like I don't, but I don't think it's also. It's not. Um, I would say. What am I trying to say? I don't think that. Well, I, and I know you're not arguing that this this isn't the cause of of that. But I think that there. Is well, a, Ezra
0: was directly saying that Trump watched this and took the way wrong message out of it. So he's saying... Oh, well, then Ezra is completely
4: wrong. Is it, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is Ezra is an idiot. I, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
3: the, the Aaron Sorkin's writing and the people... I think it's more emblematic of the newsroom more than... And Studio 60 to a, a lesser extent than, than the West Wing. But I think they're all sort of symptoms of the same thing, of people who sort of, you know, trap themselves into watching... People who already agree with them uh, do things that they see are virtuous without having to uh, understand that other people may disagree with them and why people may disagree with them. So, like, I think that this is part of it. I don't think it's like – it would be hard for me to argue that this is the cause of anything. But this, to me, is the same thing as somebody watching Rachel Maddow every night, if if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and so possibly a, a symptom along the way.
3: That's the thing I was looking to for, the thing or. that was this was
0: there was a brewing uh, disease that may have been this may have been an emblematic of.
3: Yeah. And this is a great example of it yeah. uh, for sure that, you know, this is, you know, I don't know, people they, like you said, very smart, uh, intellectual people, uh, you know, that they're going to save us and everything like that. But uh, it was it, it was there it, like this isn't cause it. That's just tapped into it. That's I, my argument. I
0: mean, I do e- like I'm just way too jaded for the idea of Samba of the 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 president trying to decide whether or not to run for reelection. And the thing that persuades him besides a, you know, a cheap trick of a ghost um, to talk to, but also um, him just sitting down and going, what are the things wrong with the world? these things i should run for president because i'm apparently the only person who can get 3 million people out of jail or whatever else he was yeah. going to do with that like that right. idea of somebody deciding to run for that reason is so cute and it's that's hilarious. what the
2: third season's all about right him literally going and breaking the chains off of every jail in america <laughs> yeah <letting> <laughs> exactly
4: single right. i've never single-handedly seen single pitting- handedly that
2: could be it
3: <laughs> No, Any new is why
2: computers I could, and notebooks And kids' hands Like, Not to get
3: actually political for a second But this is one thing that bothers me when people are like You you compare people in like a primary Based off of like the policies That they have and everything It's like they're not gonna do shit Like <laughs> fuck you
4: like, Nobody nobody's
3: has, is gonna have better policies than anybody else Really he wants somebody who kind of like You can trust that will Do things that you generally agree with but yeah like that's that that is the most unrealistic line of everything that we watched in the last in those four episodes it's just like you only use policies and you only use statistics when you're trying to make an argument that you already have you've already decided on like the it's uh, basically you write a speech and you have a section that's called insert facts like that's
0: what that was right there yeah research and then you send it off to uh, was it Donna to do the filling in of facts
3: (laughs) right exactly yeah
0: uh yeah, I I mean that I, it's funny that you said that was getting actually political and that was like still non-specific just generally jaded. Uh so not super <laughs> political
3: so much as like the thing that the left and the right right both agree on. Yeah, well I feel like Dennis Miller over here now, so.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I uh, the the actual things they discuss are also like politically are also kind of interesting because it, it is a while ago. Um so I don't know how I don't know how relevant these things were at the time because I didn't really care about anything at the moment. I was really concerned with frisbee golf like that year. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, don't ask, don't tell wasn't popping up in your life a lot at that it time. It had not Alex come season. up <laughs> that,
0: that year. Um, uh, so I guess I don't know how well to connect to it, um, but it, that that part of it still felt really like it felt. Like, so optimistic and also kind of gross because of it. A little cloying, even, of, like, what's really happening is people behind the scenes genuinely care about making the world a better place, and they have these meetings where they try to persuade people in, in powerful positions of the right side of things to try to get the world better. And I just find it so well, hard to believe I, that that's true.
2: I mean, I've always thought there's a problem with... Um, I, I Not... It's not the entertainment's fault, but people who watch certain types of entertainment that is, like, uh, like a validation and correcting things that aren't in the real world. When you, like, watch the West Wing and you have, like, them going in and embarrassing people and, uh, like, pitting people in the military about, like, don't ask, don't tell, pitting them in their place, in a public place, in, or, like, in a private room. Like, that, you don't see that actually happening in real life or it wasn't really happening so and like people are okay with it not happening in real life because they can like go live through that fantasy through Aaron Sorkin's writing (laughs) and it like, yeah, like I think people do that a lot with certain types of fiction. Um, and it's. I think that's like again the thing of like kind of what watching this now like upsets me is that like people are like oh it's gonna be okay because The West Wing said it, so we don't have to be more involved than we actually are. You know. I mean, although I, we can feel good on... about these issues.
0: Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to say
2: well, something. I mean, it is kind of interesting. though,
1: Like, so some of them just like are not issues in the same way anymore, which is kind of interesting, right? So, like, don't ask, don't tell, like. That like did change a lot, right? Yeah. Over the last yes. uh, almost like twenty years since that since, since that aired, true, true, um, right? To to have like like legalized gay marriage, that's like uh, that's pretty awesome to have that journey. Uh, at the same time, I guess like uh, like the it's more like the battlefields have like shifted to uh, to transgender, transgender people, right? Yeah. Um, uh also like sort of I don't know it's like uh and they had at one point say like 44 million uh like people were uninsured i was curious like if that was still the same oh, and yeah. i think the data the the number i found was 27 million uh after uh, obamacare yeah. um but, but like now also kind of creeping up again um well, but like I, as a percentage wise of the population still smaller i don't know it's like interesting to sort of see like that. things I, moving just, a
0: bit just to go off that i was just curious like i guess my feeling is that this like led uh, to complacency, perhaps on the left, but the other option, like if it got people like Stephen, who did actually care about doing things right, if it got people like you into politics, and like the, and it definitely inspired my one of my top two sisters into doing this, and that, like, I think is like probably for the best in the long run. So, like, I don't know, maybe I'm being way too harsh well, by assuming. That It's keeping people out when it may have actually been getting a lot of people inspired to try to work on I,
3: I think it did inspire a lot of people but for me at least and I, I'm not trying to make a, a cast-wide aspersions or anything like that, but uh, w- one one key difference I think here is that um, If your sister went into government like I actually went into politics like I, right. there was only a brief period of time I actually worked in government other than that. I was trying to get Democrats elected and so my my viewpoint is slightly skewed in that in that but w- what i realized is i did sort of idealize this idea that dc is a place where you go you sit in rooms and you discuss with people like <laughs> that disagree with you and try to get things Past and that is a tall, maybe it was true at one point, but that is that is uh, the biggest jerk off that anyone's ever jerked me off.
2: Like, it's, it's such a fucking lie, and it's not wait.
3: true.
4: Yeah,
2: wait, hold what? on, hold on. I'm confused by your metaphor. That's the biggest jerk off of anyone's ever jerked oh. me off. That's
4: it. anthony. I
3: hate being jerked off. <laughs> okay, yeah, I
2: forgot the, to tell you. Yeah, yeah, he oh, put I his hands in his stand- pockets, stand- he nodded, and he's oh. frowned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most places I go to someone's like dude that place i get the biggest joke off i've ever been joked off no, today but, anthony, i'm gonna be like metaphorically it's a i'm going it's cool a size <laughs>
0: thing anthony the fact that it's the biggest no. like it's like when it's small it's not good and then when it gets to like a good a big size you're like oh that's pretty great and then it gets too big you're like whoa no slow down this is too much no. this is too <laughs> yeah. big of a jerk off
3: I cannot handle no, the this. Point, no, the point is, is that no, nobody, everybody just wants to win, and now especially with gerrymandering <laughs> yeah. and everything yeah. like that. I'm talking about jerking off, still. But um, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Like, uh, there's no reason the i I've drawn this really weird right? line around yeah. my
0: leg, and I'm like, you can participate, <laughs> but the knee can't. <laughs> That's right. Um, that is. I. No, it, have you guys it, ever uh, thought about new sentences? There's like a Reddit, a subreddit about never before said sentences, and I feel like. A gerrymandering no. jerk off work. joke might have been new. I might have just got to work.
4: On. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, uh, submit it and let's see.
2: <laughs> I don't know how much Arnold Schwarzenegger's been talking about gerrymandering the last few years. There's no way he hasn't <laughs> led that path down the joking <laughs> off. That, um, that dirty old Austrian.
0: This is a Come great on. time now that we've had this big jerk off discussion for me to say something a little less funny, which is um, just, I was, this, this got me thinking, uh, Ezra, your point uh got me thinking about uh this episode of 99 Percent invisible which is obviously everybody's favorite podcast uh besides this one and they did an episode last year about orphan drugs uh where like uh, no one is producing them even though they would be very helpful because they don't make enough money and the but there was a show in the 70s called quincy me which was about a doctor and the show did an episode about this issue in which like people march on washington about the issue and like in real life, it got people in Washington to care about this issue because of the TV show and it got people like really passionately involved in the issue and they actually like, there is legislation that was passed because of this show uh, where people end up like uh, being civ- significantly helped because of the issue. And I guess I just kind of wonder if now now you've gotten me thinking, since I know two people in, in my life like this, I do wonder if maybe uh, it got more people involved in these issues and caring about these issues and that might make it uh, better. Plus, a lot of people might know what tenders are now that they didn't before, so maybe it was hmm. doing a lot of good. Chicken? No the the boat thing. I knew about those. God.
1: Yeah, chicken uh, tenders. I don't know if you know this
0: Ezra. Chicken tenders are the part of the chicken that just fixes other chickens.
1: Uh, it does fix my hunger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love I guys.
3: I love chicken tenders. I do, too. They are my uh, favorite food.
1: I really
2: like having uh, the ace up my sleeve if I ever find myself in that church in D.C. Being like, you know, you can uh, lay the Washington Monument down inside here. <laughs> and you I look. V- I'm very much looking forward uh, to saying that at some point. You Yeah. Know?
0: I mean, and I did legitimately uh, know about... I, in fact, this is like from the first time I saw this, I did remember the factoid that he, as a child who was also um, mansplaining, um, explained about to his father. Boy yeah, boysplaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is the uh, man this really annoying group? Uh, boys to mansplain that <laughs> boys splain to mansplain. <laughs> they just wrap just information that you already knew. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but the, the, his thing about the difference between uh, Catholics and Protestants about good works getting into hell, I only knew because I saw this at one point in college. So that's an interesting factoid. So maybe, maybe this is changing lives.
2: Huh. Hey, be- wow. Before we uh, wrap up here, can we all just acknowledge that actress who plays the young assistant fucking nails it in that role? Oh, 100%. I mean, she uh, does she sound has- like
3: every other character in the show, but she is also great she's
2: got a little bit of that uh transatlantic accent you know yeah yeah like she just like is they must she must have watched so much footage of the real actress because she just gets like a tiny little mannerisms and yeah. there's, there's a lot of nuances to her performance it's true it's super rewatching good. this i was like man that actress is so good i can, yeah, I mean
0: I, really like all the performances across the board are super good i mean obviously sheen is great i uh um allison Janney is just awesome uh and and everything, I, I like her so much, and I I I I think of her performance in *I Tonya* all the time, of just with the bird oh, on her I shoulder. Know. Just I like it'll randomly that image will pop into my head, and I will be pleased. So, uh, a lot of really good people involved here.
1: Like a lot of people, and a lot of people did like really good stuff after this. Like like this is a good launching point for a lot of people. I feel like, yeah. uh, like I, um, and it was also kind of fun to see the Rob Lowe character serve as a precursor to his like um, Parks
3: and Rec role. Uh, um, I was thinking yeah. the precursor to the grinder. Yeah, and also a precursor to him being
0: lead of Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. Is that's, that
1: that's uh, Rob, Rob, Rob Thomas. Thomas? Rob
0: Thomas. All right, sorry. Yeah, good point. Sorry. Just, um, just
1: that's someone named Rob. I don't know if that's really as good of a joke if it's just the same person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I generally uh, thought it was Rob Lowe. Okay, so we're gonna uh, take a quick break, thank a meat buddy, and then we're gonna wrap up with our big question: Does it hold up? Stick around. All right, uh, so we have a Meat Buddy to thank, you guys. Our show is, as always, brought to you by our fabulous Meat Buddies, people who donate to the show to help us keep us floating down the tracks like a ghost terrain. And uh, today we have a new Meat Buddy to thank. It is Zach from Seattle. Uh, And Zach uh, says the following, "Uh, I've been listening for a few years and I've been too lazy to donate. Sorry. Which, okay, really quick. We've talked about this before. But when you do finally become a Meat Buddy, you don't have to apologize. The money's enough.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you can back the pay the money, that would be cool, That would be too. different. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. How long do you owe us, Zach? Um, yeah. No, but people, uh, this is like such a common thing when people become meat buddies. They're like, I've been meeting this for a while and I just couldn't or I just didn't get around to it or whatever. Like, at this point, you are the best. Like, I don't, I have no.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, for example, I, I you know, I was a child watching PBS and I did not donate for a while, and I didn't feel bad about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, like, so I guess yeah,
0: what you're exactly. saying is we if you were a child, you don't have yeah. to be a meat buddy. <laughs> but,
2: no, like, I think that's a really good point. Like, we put this out for free with the ex- expectations to donate if you want. Like, if you were yeah. pirating a movie, and then you liked it so much, you ended up sending George Lucas six bucks or whatever, yeah, and yeah. we're like, hey, George, I want to let you know I've been watching Star Wars for years. Give some I would say, I, I bet
0: George Lucas does not open mail because most of it is anthrax. <laughs> I would say probably he assumes that every letter he gets is either hate mail or anthrax. But yeah, I like the idea of sending him $6. I've thought about that. I did pirate music for a while, and I do feel like if I ever bump into Tom Waits, I should give him a buck.
1: Actually, I, I kind of had this uh, I, uh, at the, I had this moment at the same time uh, uh, like conference where I, I uh, listened to Aaron Sorkin. I went up to uh Brian Fuller, uh, who I, I liked a lot. He did the Pushing Daisies, and there's a show that uh I watched of his that I totally pirated. And I said sorry about that and then I would give him his money. He was like, It's cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it what, what show? Uh,
1: Wonderfalls?
3: Oh, okay. That's Is a good a, one.
1: A... Yeah, so he had like a lot of like one season, uh, like really awesome shows with like just sort of like um female leads with male yeah. names uh, and some supernatural elements uh, and i i dug a lot of it um, no
2: i mean you talk about the biggest joke off to ever joke off i mean Brian <laughs> fuller has gotten me so excited for so many things cuz he just he either gets canceled after a season thing no, I'm using it Wait. as a bad thing, yeah. I'm just saying, like, he's got me be so excited for so many shows. I just so don't know what shows. on giant jerk-offs are anymore.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm even confused. The more ambiguity, the better.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is the jerk-off. are trying the most giant jerk-off of metaphors, well, and I, I'm here for it.
4: Well, I, I think that
2: this especially works for my feelings on Brian Fuller, because it is that type of thing when it's, like, it's real good, but then it's, like, too much. Like, his shows either get either they sound awesome and never get made, or he yep. quits after the first season or they yep. get cancelled after the first season uh he just like I'm like oh fuck yeah a new Star Trek show made by Brian Fuller he left right before they aired sweet <laughs> American Gods I'm liking this Brian Fuller just quit fuck yeah cool <laughs> Wait
3: uh, a oh and he did Star Trek Discovery before he quit and yeah. the main character is a woman with a man's name what the yeah. hell
2: <laughs> Uh, he, He got three seasons of Hannibal, which is more than anyone on this planet deserves. That's just too nice. So these are all I'm good cool that.
0: I hate to be the Ezra of this conversation, but we're technically in <laughs> Zach's thank you segment.
2: Oh shit! Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh Zach, we will give you a dollar for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> well, sorry.
1: We, we've been too this is so
2: bad. We've been are too we busy talking about Brian Zach Fuller because <laughs> this is gonna work out real well. <laughs> so
0: as you guys know, when somebody becomes a new meat buddy, we give them uh, the option for what they want in the segment. It could be basically anything.
1: But I really hope they want a tangent about Brian Fuller.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: Zach, it's crazy that you guys. Just got that uh, from, from what I introduced, but yeah, he, Zach was like, Could you just talk about someone I don't know uh, for a while? And if you could just list a lot of shows I haven't seen yet, that would be the best. Um, no, uh, we give them some suggestions. It you can pick whatever you want, really, that we can fit into this few minutes, but uh, one of the suggestions is like we could do random compliments, which we've done a bunch of times based on knowing nothing about you. Well, Zach has asked if we could please give him a series of backhanded compliments. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, don't I and know I thought about you. fun challenge. So, I'm very excited. You,
2: you know, Zach, the best thing about never getting any sitcoms made is that they can't get canceled, like Brian Fuller. You know what I mean? Like, so really <laughs> feel true. good yeah, that yeah. you haven't gotten any shows made. Because it's better to have never loved in all than to have loved <laughs> and to have lost. I just think, Zach, one of
0: the things that's great about you is that all of the things you've accomplished, you've managed to do that despite making wrong decisions the whole way. Like, you did you did so many things that should have gone wrong, and yet you are great. So you just really came around on that. Is that. Does that work?
2: Does that count?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know what it's part of your body that was for that compliment. <laughs>
2: that was my knee, hey, man. Zach, it's always involved. Zach, whatever shirt you're wearing right now, Great shirt, it looks really good on my co worker. Uh, like, they really know how to wear that shirt. I really like the design. I
1: like that that's a lot. It's ambiguous because, like, that could be, I that could still be a compliment.
2: I could still take that as a compliment. Yeah. Well, isn't that what a good backhanded compliment is? That you can maybe read it, like, you don't get the backhanded intention if you're possibly? very hopeful? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I guess yeah, uh, the, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm not very good at them. Backhanded compliments and puns are the two things. My brains is just not very good at generating. Uh. Zach,
1: uh, I like how uh, your name leaves no room for Alex to get confused about whether or not you started Matchbox Twenty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know if that's
3: quite it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm tr- it's an insult to finding
3: either the compliment or the insult <laughs> in that one. <laughs> it's it's the greatest jerk off of a backhand compliment. <laughs> I was about to say that, uh, that Zach, you're you're th- you're such a big jerk off.
2: <laughs> uh, Alex, how quick question? How is Zach spelling his name?
0: Oh, great question. Uh, That's C-H. a great question. C H C H A Z. No, um, in the normal place, <laughs>
3: Chaz. Well. I guess Zach, I'm really glad that you gave that extra letter something to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Um
0: uh I feel like uh oh, oh, here here's one. This is this is how back hand comment should be. I think this is what it is like, "Zach, um I I saw a picture of the way you are dressed and I just want to compliment you on saving money." Hmm. Does that work? That sounds I think better.
3: that was it. That's yeah, that's pretty good. What about gonna- this one? Uh you fucking suck. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's, that's front-handed. I, yeah, it's front-handed. Oh, okay. And that's an insult. <laughs> it's, it's a front-handed th- insult. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'll try again. Keep keep going. Skipping. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I got I got some I got some from from Bustle.com's uh, article on nine backhanded compliments from your friends that are actually insults. Yes. So Zach, well, half of your outfit looks fabulous.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, you're. Uh, I like your new glasses.
1: Um Zach, I didn't expect you to have enough money to become a meat buddy. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's solid. That was this is these are all adapting from
2: Bustle. So yeah, Bustle, yeah. Bustle's that's a, that's one. a very good I'm one. just that's cheating.
4: cheating. Uh, but know, that
2: is solid. You know what? I think we can all agree that us Rib, and Zach here is totally what I would rather be doing than watching WrestleMania right now. So I'm really <laughs> happy. I'm really happy we find ourselves in this situation. Zach. <laughs> I uh, I am also cheating just a little think...
0: bit, but um, I just want to say uh, from college adapted from College Humor. I think Zach, <laughs> you are tastefully slutty. All right, well, I don't <laughs> care for College Humor. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: you bailed, You really bailed on that because, like, you didn't have to read it. You know, what? I think you're still.
0: I was like skimming. The thing is, I think College Humor, you know, really does remind me of college. Is that one too? Did I oh, do it? Job not done. for Zach. <laughs> no, it was not for Zach. But um, actually, did he say... He just said, is it okay to request backhanded compliments? He did not say for himself.
1: Oh, we should have said no. Oh. <laughs> we should have said no. It wasn't okay. <laughs> Alex, you didn't, really, you didn't tell me that was a the question yeah, there.
0: Yeah, I misrepresented that. Well, uh, I hope that was enough for you. I hope you got a good little experiment in backhanded compliments. Also, I would I would love it if people would continue that request because I'd like to get better at these. This is kind of No.
1: Fun. No, no man. you not like it. Give me... Nah. Nah. Give me... Here... Give me... Give me front... Give me front-handed... Give me back-handed insults where it's like you think it's mean, but it actually turns out to be really nice. Oh. You know
2: okay. what? I kind of like this uh, riffing about Brian Fuller, so if you want to ask yeah, us do. what we think about that... you know what? Just, Yeah, more Fuller that, talk. That will be a fun phone requests just be like hey i gave you guys money tell me everything you know about little richard go uh Ooh. <laughs> oh we you know, would like be donna phone... on this show
0: yeah that's what she does she's got a full-time job they were just like explain weather and then she leaves yeah. and comes back with a paper about weather um yeah
4: all right well zach,
0: fun, zach fun you game. two or zach i hope you have uh uh enjoyed the segment uh you two at home could have a segment that we barely touch on the thing that you, you asked You two for. at
2: home, my new huh? y- YouTube base. <laughs> <is where> you <laughs> two is
0: now at home. You and Bonner <laughs> take a bath together. Anyway, um, if you would like to have one of these terrible segments with your name thrown into it and the rest I, of the way, I would you do, do that. <laughs> uh, you can become a Meat Buddy. Redistributecom/slash <laughs> Meat Buddies, and we appreciate all of our Meat Buddies who've done in the show and cameras floating down the tracks like a ghost train. All right, and now it is time uh, to wrap things up with the big question for the month. Uh, so, uh, I guess I'll start with Anthony. We'll go backwards this time. Anthony, does the West Wing hold up?
2: Uh, I have, I'm going to answer you a question with a question of my own. Okay. Do you think the four of us could take you two
3: <laughs> in a fight? How many people are in you two? A four. four. Uh no. Hold on. Wait. Uh, which one of us gets the edge? That's the hard one.
2: <laughs> oh, he's mine. I I will take I mean, on the edge. I whoa. Really? Okay.
3: Wow. wow. I mean, if you're willing oh, to take yeah. the edge, then Anthony's watched <laughs> yeah. a lot of wrestling. Would, okay. I I mean, I've watched a lot of the edge. So. <laughs> so, you Lipped said on the Bono.
2: Edge. Okay. So let me explain my thought process. You no, know, no. I to just. Bono I just want to appreciate before
4: I you went, do that.
0: There are four people on you too. I did not know this. I've never heard g- before. They're Larry bono adam and the edge yeah that's how are we not making fun of the edge more often we it's a really it's honestly bono his name's paul yeah wait bono bono's name is paul
1: yeah paul david hewson yeah i don't know why why he gets a pass and you make fun of the edge <laughs> that's, that's
0: a, I, no I, I guess what i'm was saying was i what? think people have made fun of bono enough and it's just time for the edge i feel like we had a yeah, bow back you, you know this.
2: what first off Who's not making fun of The Edge? He sucks. <laughs> we He's just, wears that stupid, Anthony, he wears that stupid hat. He sucks at playing guitar. We've, the, we've done approximately okay. 9,000
0: episodes of this show, and we've never made fun of The Edge before. So I feel like and the, us. The Edge has never kicked
1: our asses either. So like, right, I feel like we're so on a good streak for a while. Yeah. All right. Oh, I, I, I think I could take Larry. Awesome. I don't think I could take anyone else. I think you could take Adam. I think you would fuck I Adam, Adam up
3: in the fight.
1: Okay, I'll pass on Larry. I'll go for Adam. Oh, he's got cool hair. I like it. No, I think I'm gonna be friends with Adam.
0: I Uh, uh, I wonder, Anthony, when you're fighting the Edge, do you have to also fight everything named the Edge? Because this disambiguation page is long.
2: Well, you see, you see the thing about the Edge's fighting style is he doesn't throw a lot of punches. He just throws one and then puts a lot of effects on it, so it sounds more complex than it is. But it's actually pretty easy to bob and weave around. Guitar dig. Yeah. That- <laughs> he, he's he just he just puts a lot of reverb on his punches, so all you have to is kinda block him, you know? The, the uh, weird guys, thing about
0: fighting you guys yeah.
2: Does the West Wing hold up?
0: <laughs> just to wrap on this topic.
2: Uh yeah, enough. Let's <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right good point um my feeling on whether or not the west wing holds up is that the hardest part about fighting you two is that they they're just they're just in our house whether we want it or not like that just a- somehow they paid enough money that apple put that's them
1: the in thing about house. bidets also right
0: <laughs> oh don't get me started uh, <laughs> um yeah the,
2: uh the edge's asshole is in the wrong place um <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's coming out of his speakers. do you know what I mean?
0: guitar Oh,
2: man, this is fun. okay., uh, I didn't like it. I
0: didn't like it before, and actually, it has grown on me slightly. I disliked it a little bit less, although, as usual, having talked to you guys about it makes me like a thing more. So we just need to do this show backwards where like someone convinces me that I was wrong about a thing and then I watch it and have more fun. I don't know if that's possible, but. Uh yeah, I guess I did not like it at all before, and this time I found a few things to like about it. Uh, but I still uh, find Aaron Sorkin grating. So uh, it actually has improved in my opinion, but just like from a two to a three. Uh, Ezra, uh, uh,
1: I think I, I was the reverse direction. I think where I, I liked it a decent amount. Like I knew it wasn't for me, but I, I I did think it was good. Where it's like for this one, I uh I know a bit more about I guess like plot structure and uh maybe you know trying to have. You know, three dimensional like female characters, yeah, and sure, sure. a lot of those uh, don't live as well in this current day, where it's just like he's just like basically. I think like this was a column we didn't have. Like, if this has been made today, like we would not have like what five like white male leads, basically, right?
4: Yeah, uh, and, yeah
1: and you definitely um,
2: would not have like the one person of a colored character's entire plot line is about how he's he's black and he's dating the president's daughter. For most yeah. of the first two seasons, like race sure. is yep. such an integral part of his character, or like um, the
0: I I also don't think you'd have as many bosses hitting on their underlings.
1: You yeah, would hope.
3: that that part didn't really I don't hold like up. That part.
1: Uh, a lot of yeah. So a lot of I guess a lot of the uh, a lot of the diversity and gender stuff uh, does not hold up super well at all. Uh, like walking and talks and 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 generally some part some parts of the dialogue really crackle um is there
0: an other show that is not written by sorkin that does walk and talk really well probably oh yeah okay great. thanks for the help
1: um <laughs> no, you didn't say which one no, it's true, That's that true. i was one. not
0: specific enough that is a very good point <laughs> i did a poor job of asking for that help um uh all right that gets us to steven Stephen, this is your episode the west wing aaron's show from 1999 to 2006 does it hold up
3: Well, thanks so much for asking. I'm happy to announce (laughs) that it does hold up. However, it is we who do not hold up. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. It's us who have changed, Uh, not the
0: show. That is an interesting... That's the thing that has come up a lot on this, is that maybe we have gotten... We've changed, but... uh, And the times have changed. I do... Everybody... Sorry, go I gotta on. tell you, I am way less lame than I was in college. I just feel like, and I know a couple of you were okay with me in college, and I'm very fortunate for that. But um,
2: Alex, that's not because you've gotten cooler, it's just because the world has gotten lamer. It's just come down to your <laughs> level, you know? No, <laughs>
0: like, I, I appreciate that, that's very kind of you, but no, I have lightly appreciated it. I I feel like I have gone from a two to a three since college and i appreciate you all sticking around during like you guys bought low and are selling high on me i guess is what i'm saying
1: what where's the market where do we sell uh yeah wait <laughs> <laughs> well i assume I don't you don't want to yeah, yeah no, I'm, no on, I'm, like, me, I'm like i'm like let when let caitlin was playing craps the account. first time i didn't know you could take money off the
3: table <laughs> <laughs> uh can i answer yes yes uh Everybody knows what Aaron Sorkin's problems are And they're definitely alive and on display But there's certain uh, Like I always really liked the show Not even really because uh, I mean I love the politics but that's not really why I liked it I like the characters and I like Some of the storytelling and it's grating And it can be really bad but there's certain things Like I've watched two cathedrals like probably like 20 times in my life I still get goosebumps at the end I still basically want to cry at the end of Noel when uh, Leah McGarry Is basically telling josh that he has his back and he'll be there for him
1: that was a great yeah that that was a great there are
3: moments that still hold up so 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 well uh even though you know it's like any show from the fucking late 90s early 2000s it's not gonna hold up i uh
0: i definitely cried at that moment i cried at a couple of other parts but as i've discussed in the show before i cried almost everything whether i like it or not and that's a thing about my body i don't care for (laughs) <laughs> i just wish it i wish it was i was only crying at things that i was also enjoying i wish my body could
3: tell the difference are you sure you're not just pointing a bidet at the wrong
0: <laughs> i'm not crying this bidet is too high <laughs> all right uh we're gonna leave it on that thank you guys for so b- listening uh we will be back again next week next week uh oh actually oh i, I can't I, I can't confirm this 100 we still have to work on the schedules but i i, ha- I have a feeling that next week is going to be talking about the music man and i'm very excited about that uh that was not my choice but i am so excited to find out because i loved the music man as i have every movie about con men i think that i've ever seen but especially musicals um so that's
1: you guys aren't as excited about you, that? Okay, great. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be on the episode probably because I've already done two weeks in a row, and that's 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 a lot. Well, for me, I mean, my my Time plan takes three months off.
0: My plan was to invite you, so you you could be there or not. Um, maybe the episode uh, topic could affect that. So I'm just putting it out.
1: there. I do like the music man. Also, uh, I like I like any number of trombones, let alone seventy six of them. Um, it, that is. I the like when there's trouble in
3: places. <laughs> what are your top three amounts of uh, trombone? Yeah, good question. Uh, I'd say probably yeah one. Because this show is like such two, a barn burner right <laughs> now,
0: we got some time to spread out. So let's definitely talk about your favorite trombone numbers.
1: <laughs> it's one, two, and seventy-six. I don't think I have any other amounts of trombones. Okay.
3: Now are those all your standard trombone? or any of them? <laughs> I don't know. You like a bass trombone? Or, or yeah, do you like a valve
0: trombone every once in a while just for <laughs> difference?
1: Anthony, do you think The Edge could play the trombone well? Uh,
2: absolutely not.
1: Just, Uh. would you be interested in a Brian Fuller show that is (laughs) trombone-centric? I'd watch that show. Yeah, I would
2: love to see his <laughs> this take is on like... it.
3: Brian Fuller's just pulled out of Trombone Town. Sorry. <laughs> <Right>. uh-huh, dang. <laughs> and, uh, dang it. Oh, but they're still going to make it with the starring of female trombonist named Richards. This,
4: this episode
0: <laughs> is ending like an amateur Herald team where just people are running by being like, every callback we can from whole... It doesn't matter if it fits with the story. Just callback everything we've ever seen.
3: We're said. relying on you to edit, Alex. You can edit afterwards if you only wanted to. <laughs> oh, sorry, Alex. I was thinking we were a professional Herald team, not <laughs> an amateur one. All those fucking professional Herald teams. All right. Teams, well, anyway, that is more
0: of that. Uh, more of this excellent season, two is coming up next week. Uh, you know, please take a second to rate us on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Ooh, uh, four stars is more than enough. <laughs> the-
1: Alex, Alex, look at me, man. As long as you got a podcast, I got a podcast. <laughs> oh,
2: God, I'm
4: going to cry. <laughs> fuck <you. laughs>
1: Uh all right. Well uh
0: thanks for joining us, uh Anthony. Oh, there's to my talk belt. Here. What <laughs> Anthony, great talking to <laughs> you, buddy.
4: Oh thank you. Uh
0: Ezra, always a blast. Thanks for joining us too much. Yeah. Yeah. We've Happy been to be spoiled here. for Ezra's.
3: <laughs> and uh
0: Steven, thank you so much for coming back. Formerly the favorite. Hey, thanks for having me Rian real Week.
3: quick. The reason why the edge wouldn't be a good drumbo player is his lips are too soft. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, calling the edge out for a week (laughs) on the shore—a really solid end. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next week. Goodbye, everybody.
4: Bye.